0: The following is from East Delta Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at www.eastdeltabc.com. Just when I need Him more. You know, because we're, we're to rejoice in Christ every day, our Savior is near. Regardless of our circumstances, regardless of where we are or what we're doing, our Savior is near. Psalms 33 1 says, Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. For the praise from the upright is beautiful. Now, when you read a scripture, do you think about it much? We talked a couple of weeks ago about meditating on the Word. Now, I don't know if that was Sunday morning, Sunday night, or Wednesday. They kind of run together sometimes. but, But I want you to really think about what this says. Rejoice in the Lord. Oh, you righteous, what does that mean? If you have a right relationship with God, if you're a born-again Christian, if you accept Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior, rejoice in the Lord, for the praise from the upright is beautiful. Now, I want you to think about that. We're we're told to rejoice in the Lord. Who is the Lord? That's Jesus Christ. Rejoice in the Lord. And it says that we're, we're to rejoice in the Lord, we're to rejoice in Him, because that's a beautiful thing. Did you think this morning I did because I knew what I was going to talk about as we were singing this morning as we were lifting our voices in praise that that God the Father through Jesus Christ said isn't that a beautiful thing they're doing there? Isn't that just isn't that beautiful? You know, he didn't worry about that that we were missing someone this morning. He didn't worry about uh, exactly where the music was or what was happening here. He he heard this. He heard the voices of his children rejoicing in him. And the Bible says, oh, that was a beautiful thing. And when we think about the brightness and the glory of the the noonday sun, or we think about a, a beautiful sunset or a beautiful sunrise, you know, it doesn't compare to what the... The, the beautifulness of of someone who's rejoicing in the lord when when you think about uh, an ocean and and we get getting some pictures on uh, facebook now there 's a lot of people been going on vacation and some people going to the ocean and and they 're sending pictures and and we 're looking at those pictures and there 's beautiful sunsets or there 's beautiful water or there 's beautiful waves you know that doesn 't compare to to the righteous who are rejoicing in Him. If you think about going in Colorado and driving through the mountains and, and just looking and saying, you know what, those, those mountains are just breathtaking. The, the Bible says, well, that, that doesn't compare to what, the, what happens in heaven when, when the righteous rejoice in the Lord. So I want us to think about that. When we rejoice in the Lord, it's a beautiful thing. And it's not a beautiful thing necessarily just to us, but it's a beautiful thing to God the Father. When His children rejoice, Psalms ninety seven twelve says, Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, <clears throat> and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name. Again, listen to that Scripture. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name. When we hear the name of the Lord, does it come to your mind to rejoice? I want to ask you this. Are there some people that you know that, that maybe you come in contact with them or, or you haven't seen them in a while or, or you begin to tell stories and, and when you hear that person's name, you just smile. You just go, oh, Yeah. Boy, I remember this, and I remember that. I mean, it's just something about that person. You, you, it just brings back some great memories. Or, or, or you say, yeah, I remember the time this happened, or I remember when that happened. And, and think about that. When we, when we hear that name, what it makes us feel like, that's rejoicing in that person, isn't it? I mean, that's rejoicing that, that I remember this person, I'm friends with this person. And, and well, Think about when we hear the name of the Lord, does that cause us to rejoice? Does that cause us to say, you know what, uh, that, that, makes, that makes me cheerful today when I think about that. Are y'all hot? You know I can tell when y'all get hot because everybody goes, kind of goes numb. Uh, can you do anything, Doug? <laughs> it says it's 72 in here, but anyway. That's got to be 70. <clears throat> It's hot up here, but it's always hot up here. But I see a few people fanning, and like I say, y'all get pretty quiet. Uh, Not that you're ever very vocal, but But again, I want you to think about when we hear the name of the Lord. Think about what we have in that. Think about the hope that you have. Think about the healing we have. Think about the salvation we have in the name of the Lord. Here's the second thing this morning. We can live rejoicing every day because when we rejoice in our salvation, we rejoice knowing that it can never be taken away. You know, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of whatever's happening, regardless of whatever's taking place, our salvation is never going to be taken away. Isn't that an amen this morning? That's something great for us to understand. Psalms 35.9 says, My soul shall be joyful in the Lord, and I shall rejoice in His salvation. Salvation should bring us joy. It should bring us gladness. It, it should be rejoicing in our heart when we think about what the Lord has done. And, and when a person thinks of all the Lord has provided us in salvation... That should cause us to be joyful. I want you to listen to this. Think for a moment all the things the Lord has done to bring us salvation. We can talk about salvation. We can talk about Christ died for our sins. But I want you to hear just the words the Bible has to describe all that Christ went through to bring us salvation. Here's what it says. He came from the glory of heaven to the earth. From the earth to the cross, from the cross to the grave, and back to the uh, back to heaven again. He provided salvation. He was despised. He was rejected. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. He bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows. He was stricken. That means he was he was. Uh, punished, he was beaten; he was stricken, he was smitten by God. He was afflicted; he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was laid upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And all of us, like sheep, have gone astray, and we 've turned away every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid the iniquity of all of us on him. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, he was as a lamb led to the slaughter, and a sheep before its shears is silent. He opened not his mouth, he was from the he was from prison and from judgment, he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgressions of my people. He was stricken. He was made to be a grave with the wicked. He had done no violence. There was no deceit in his mouth, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put on him grief. He has made his soul a sin offering. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. My righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear the iniquities poured out upon his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors. He bore the sin of many, and he made intercession. For the transgressors, if you go read Isaiah chapter fifty-one, that Isaiah fifty-three, that describes what Christ has done. He's taken our sins and the sins of the world, and God's placed them upon Him that we might have life, that we might have salvation, and that'll never be taken away. And when we think about those things, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of how our day started off or how our day ended, we can rejoice in the fact knowing that that we're saved, that we've been saved in Christ. Isaiah 61.10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord for my soul shall be joyful with my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Isaiah says, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad for what God has done for me. When do you get the most dressed up? People get dressed up for weddings, don't they? Now that that trend's changed a little bit here lately, but but even if you even if you're dressed in a, a blue jeans and a shirt, what you get the best, don't you? You get some starched blue jeans and a nice shirt and and uh, maybe a vest. If if you go the old traditional route, you you've got your nicest suit and you you go and rent. You know, we went and rent tuxedos. I think I had a solid white one. Boy, can y'all imagine that? I'm going to get you one when you get married. You're going to be strutting up here in a solid white tuxedo. My guys had baby blue right down stretched out beside me. Dumb and dumber. Huh? Dumb and dumber. No, it wasn't orange. <laughs> I remember that. No comments from this section over here. <clears throat> but but think about when we, when we dress our best for weddings... And as we look at what Isaiah says here, he says, this is what the Lord has done for us. He has clothed us with the best. And we're talking about our salvation. And as He has clothed us with the best, He's covered us with a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom would deck himself with ornaments, as a, as a bride would adorn herself with jewels. Isaiah says that God clothed me with salvation. He, he decked me out for the wedding. And you know what, church? We're going to go to a wedding, aren't we? If you go over in Revelation chapter 7, he says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and His wife has made herself ready. We think about what the Bible is saying here. Isaiah says, He's clothed us with wedding garments. The groom is ready. He decked himself with garments. The bride is ready. She's adorned himself with jewels. And let us be glad and let us rejoice. For there's a marriage coming. And if we go on and read that, we realize in verse eight that that he's he's and he said unto her, She's granted to be arrayed with fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteousness and the acts of the saints. What's that talking about? It's talking about when Christ calls the church home, the church, the bride of Christ. That's us. God says, I've, I've clothed you with righteousness and, and there's going to be a great time that we are joined together in heaven and, and, and the righteousness that I've placed upon you will be like a bride coming before the groom, and and Christ the groom, and the church the bride, and it's going to be a great time. It's going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb. And and when we think about what God has done, the garments of salvation and the robe of righteousness God has placed upon us, when we begin to think about those things, those will never be taken away. And we can rejoice in that fact, and we can rejoice in that truth. I had me an Izod shirt. Do you ever have one of those? Yeah. Oh, you did not. You're too redneck to have an IZOD shirt. I went and bought me some Calvin Klein blue jeans and an an IZOD shirt. You know, IZOD had a little alligator. Back in 79 and 80, that was it. All I had was Wranglers and Western shirts, and I was working, and I went and bought me a, a pair of a Calvin Klein blue jeans and an IZOD shirt, and and I wore it. My sister said, "I can't believe you're wearing that. I can't believe you're wearing that." Boy, I was in style for that one day. You know, I was smoking hot. That come from my wife. She's testifying this morning, so I was I was dressed up. But you know what? We look better than Izod or Ralph Lauren or Tommy Hilfiger or, or whoever. Anything we could buy at Sack Fifth Avenue, we look better clothed in the righteousness of God. When we think about that, we should rejoice in that, that God has clothed us with righteousness. As ugly as sin is, as ugly as as our nation is today, God says, as my children, I have clothed you with righteousness. And because of that righteousness, we rejoice in the Lord. Here's the last thing. We can rejoice every day knowing that God has given us Scripture. He's given us a, a right way. Of, uh, he's given us something that points our path in the right direction. When we're confused, we don't know where to go. Psalms 19.8 says "If The commandments of the Lord are right, and they're rejoicing to the heart. David said, Every time I read God's Word, I, it brings joy to my heart. When, when we're not sure what to do next we can turn to God's Word and we can find the answers and we can say, you know what? Because of that, I, I find some joy there. I find some peace there. Psalms 119.14 says, I rejoice in Your Word much more than riches. David comes down to it and says, you know what? Having God's Word is, is greater than having riches. He, he says, having God's Word, I find joy in that. I, I rejoice in that. Listen to, listen to the same thought, thought in Psalms 119.10 and 11. God's word is to be desired more than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb, and by your word your servant is warned, and in obeying your word there is a great reward. Don't expect to be happy while living in sin, sin produces death, not joy. Live according to God's word, because God's word produces joy. And Jesus, speaking of God's Word, said, If you know these things, happy are you if you'll do them. Psalms 111 says, Your word is mine forever, and to me it's rejoicing of my heart. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says, Your words were found, I ate them, and your word was to me a joy and a rejoicing in my heart. You know, Jeremiah loved it when it was time to go to church. He, he talked about, I was glad when they said to me, let's go into the house of the Lord. And folks, we can find a lot of things to complain about. I do not watch the news. Denise can testify to that too. I, I would rather do anything than watch the news. You know why? All they do is complain. If they can find anything negative they're going to dwell on that. The Bible says we're to dwell on what's good and what's positive. I'm not saying we go poke our head in the sand and ignore what's going on around us, but I'm saying this, we can always find something to complain about, but we don't have to look very far as Christians to find something to rejoice about. Amen? God has given us so much that we're to rejoice in our Savior who's always near to comfort and cheer, rejoice in our salvation knowing that it can never be taken away, and rejoice in the Scripture, knowing that it will point us in the right direction. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you today as we come to this place. We can rejoice in this day, and we can be glad in it. Father, we know this is the day that you've made. And I pray that we would rejoice today, Father, knowing that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life in indelible ink, Father. There's nothing that will ever change that. We are a child of the kings, Father. I thank you that we can look and, and we can know, Father, we can rejoice in knowing that our salvation, the price you paid, we'll never have to pay for our sins. And, Father, as ugly and as black as they be, they were placed upon you you paid the price, and by your wounds we've been healed. And Father, I pray that we rejoice in knowing that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, I pray that we'd find joy in that. Father, I thank you to know that today's when we don't know where to go next. We have your word, and we've been given a map. We've been given directions how to proceed in life. I pray, Lord, that we would rejoice in that. Lord, I thank you that you've closed us with righteousness, Father, and you've prepared us for the day that we meet with you. As a bride adorned herself for her husband, Father, we'll have a great marriage feast in heaven, and, Father, with you we'll dwell for all eternity. Father, I thank you that you promised a a new heaven. In a new earth, and Father, I pray that we'd have an understanding of what that means, Lord, that, that we'll understand it's not just being in a, a, a place, as a state a, a spiritness, Father, but there will be our bodies, and we'll be alive and walking and living on a new earth that you've created, Father, a perfect place. I pray that we'd rejoice in that, Father. Lord, I pray that you'd help us not to, to focus on the negative, not to not to ignore reality, but not to focus on the, the negative. Father, in the midst of our reality, we would know that our joy is much deeper rooted than our happiness because we find our joy in you. And Father, in our joy, I pray, Father, that we would rejoice in you, Father. Lord, today I pray as we just have a time of invitation, Lord, that you would direct us, that you would lead us to where we need to be. As your children, I pray that we'd leave this place today with a song in our heart, a smile on our face as we've been in the presence of brothers and sisters in Christ, as we have been in this presence of our Lord and Savior, and as we rejoice in you. And I pray this in the name of Jesus.